0: Happy Halloween and welcome to 21 Talks, a podcast for the class of 2021 by the class of 2021. In today's Halloween-themed episode, we'll be talking about personal finance. My name is Anusha. My name is Jose.
1: And my name is Victoria. Although this year, Halloween may be different than what we're used to. You can still dress up, eat a ton of candy, and watch a horror movie. But you know what's scarier than killer clowns, ghosts, or even cavities? Debt and lots of it. Getting a post-secondary education is expensive.
0: There are costs that need to be paid for everything, including applications, tuition, residence, textbooks, labs, and so much more. According to surveys in 2018, the average debt that an undergraduate student is in is $25,921. This amount can take up to 10 years to pay off due to interest, so how can we organize our expenses and get on the road to financial freedom after university or college? Well, today we have Mr. Mercantonio, a personal finance teacher, to get us on the right track. Uh, so hi, Mr. Mercantonio. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and, and share your experience with personal finance?
2: Oh, sure. OK, well, I've had the pleasure of uh, teaching at John Cabot for the last 19 years right now. Uh, I started off this wonderful course called Personal Finance, which Jose is in right now, and I'm assuming the other two ladies will be in there next semester. Excellent. Um, Well, I started that course off uh, about 17 years ago, Um, and the reason I did it is um, I worked in banking for 14 years, and I realized um, that um, the knowledge level amongst 40, 50-year-olds even uh, was just not there. So um, when I left banking, I thought, well, why not write a course and um, educate young people at an early age, so that when they're when they're forty and fifty, they don't go through the same problems that my clients in the past did. Um, so I thought that was the best uh, course of action to take, and and that's why I wrote it. So there's there's my history. So 14 years of banking experience. Uh, worked my way from a part-time teller to a branch manager. I did the Financial planning I did financial advising I did it all in between so that's why I wrote the course
1: Amazing so we're so lucky to have you here today Our first question is what is a credit score and how can one achieve a high credit score?
2: Okay. Um, Well a credit score is um, basically uh, a number that tells you how well You've managed the credit that was granted to you either by um, a bank trust company Uh, or just simply a a credit card company. Uh, So how well you uh, pay your bills, you get rated. And that rating can be high or it can be low. Um, The way to make it high, obviously, is to borrow within your means, pay it back fully the next month, okay and keep doing this on a repetitive basis and then you'll see your credit score go up to uh, the highest and get it to is 900 so that's where you want to get your your score into it about about a 900 uh, range
1: well make sure to take note of that Um, our next question is regarding student loans so how does OSAP work and what is the best way to make university affordable
2: okay well OSAP Um, usually I have a guest speaker uh, that comes in and speaks to all the grade 12s um, every year. Um, Unfortunately, uh, because of COVID, I'm not able to do that. I'm going to try to see if I can do something virtual, but it's very difficult. Um, Now with um, OSAP, OSAP is is very specific to each school. So um, there isn't one overall, um, I guess, program or policy that covers Uh, OSAP. It is based on your parents' income. So look at your parents' income. If it hits a certain range, um, then you will be scaled back or not even qualify. Um, So you have to um, dig into it for your particular school and apply. Once you've you've been accepted into post-secondary, you go and apply for OSAP. I think it's two or three months. Don't hold me on that, but might, well, it'll be different for COVID for sure. So it might be immediately, who knows. Um, uh, but the way OSAP works is that basically you're, you're going to borrow money for um, for the year. Um, you reapply again the next year, reapply again the next year and, and the next year. It's not guaranteed that you get OSAP for four years straight. Okay, so keep that in mind. You have to reapply every year because your parents' uh, income could change. The so circumstances change. Uh, and the way OSAP works is that you're granted um, uh, no interest payments, no payments until after It's. I uh, got to check the six or 12 months after you graduated, um, you start paying interest only payments. Um, and then what happens is they will um, do that for about a year, year and a bit. I have to check that again. I don't know. It's going to change through COVID for sure. Um, and then what they do is they take the lump sum of the money that you borrowed and they spread it over 15 years. Um, and you, you got a set monthly payment. Now, what, what students don't realize with OSAP and any student loan, even if you get it from a bank, and we'll talk about a bank one next if you want to, is that um, OSAP is fully open to be paid back at any time. Okay, so students say, like, oh, okay, I got my payments are you know $200 a month. And I'm going to have that for the next 15 years and I'm stuck. No, you're not. So if you have extra money, you can apply it to, to that loan at any time. And there's no penalty. There's no um, extra charges or anything like that. Um, Jose's going to see this this week in class. Um, I have, have a former student teacher that helped him out with his, his OSAP, and he paid back uh, almost $20,000 in one year. Like, that's phenomenal. But it's supposed to take him 15 years to pay it. But he just kept, I, I was bugging him. I just bugging him, I'm bugging him, bugging him. I like, yeah, put that extra money down, put that extra. He was so impressed that he was able to to put down twenty thousand dollars and pay off the student loan. So that you got to keep that in mind. Okay, um, that's basically OSAP. So OSAP is individual to every school. So every post secondary school um, has to go through a little bit of a different um, format in, in applying for it, and even see how much you you're granted uh, based on their criteria. Okay, hopefully that answers your question. But if you want to know something else about um, Financing post-secondary, you you can get a student line of credit, okay, from a bank. So if OSAP either says no or they don't give you enough money, right? You go, oh, I'm short four thousand dollars. It happens every year. I remember when I was in banking. Every July, I would have parents coming in with their teenage son or daughter saying, "Okay, my kid is short a few thousand bucks, and we don't have the money. Can we do something else?" I say, "Well, there's something called a student line of credit." That you can get, uh, and the way it works, and I actually looked it up just before this, just to make sure that I was up to date on it because it did change. Um, they give you about they give you twenty thousand up to twenty thousand dollars a year, every year for four years, if you're going for an undergraduate degree. So that means you apply; they'll give you twenty thousand bucks, the ability to borrow twenty thousand bucks. So it's like a credit card. You don't have to you don't have to spend it all. If they say you've been approved, Victoria, for 20,000, but you only use four. Perfect. Then you only pay on the four. Then the 16 is sitting there. If you use the full 20, and they go, oh, I need more. I need more next year. Then you apply for another 20. And if you use all that, then you apply for the third year for another 20. That let you up to $80,000. That's amazing. And the, the bonus is that after you've graduated, they give you two years where you just pay just the interest on it. Starting paying back the principal. So if you borrow the full eighty thousand, whatever the interest is on the eighty thousand is, what you pay every month. Because they know, for you lovely folks, it's going to be tough when you uh, graduate, get a job, get your you know self going and all that, and save some money, right? And then start paying back your debts. Like you're just going to be starting off as young professionals, right? So they're aware of that. So they give you a bit of a grace period. Before you have to start paying back the actual eighty thousand that you borrowed, which is fantastic, and all the banks offer them. I just use TD because that's that's where I go. And if and if you wanted to um, go into stay, studying law or dentistry or medicine or get your MBA, they give you even more money on top of that. Like I looked at the ranges; it's phenomenal. Uh, you're talking masters is eighty thousand, law one hundred twenty five thousand. Dental and medical, $100,000 a year. Uh, Veterinarian, $35,000. So there's some really, really, really nice um, opportunities if you need to further your education and you didn't have the funds to do so.
0: Wow, that was definitely really great to hear. And so unfortunately, some students have parents who don't have an RESP for them. So for students, or any other money set aside, so for students in those situations, so what are some steps you think they should take?
2: Well, they need a job then, Anusha. <laughs> <laughs> that's the key. Uh, you need a job. Um, they'll have, to, well, if they don't need the money, that's where they go to the line of credit. Um, that's, that's access. Um, so they would contact their bank and say, my kid needs extra money to go to, to uni or to go to college. Um, where can I get it from? They'll offer them the line of credit. Uh, but alternatively, and you know, the two of you will know this from grade 10. I I was very clear. and I said, if you know you're going to be going to post-secondary and you know what it's going to cost you, mention it to your parents. If your parents say, I don't have the money, they get a job. Right, that that's key. You need a job. Um, It's 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 vital for so many different reasons, and that that's one of them, obviously. Uh, But if they have the funds, the best thing they can do, Anusha, is to get that student line of credit from whatever bank they deal with, because all the banks offer them. Right, and they're very um, how can I say it without saying it's not easy. It's it's they're very open to giving you the line of credit because they see that you're doing the, the single most important thing is that you're investing in yourself. You're trying to improve yourself. Um, and they hope that if you do go to law school or go to dentistry and uh, veterinarian, whatever the case may be, you're going to make oodles and oodles of money. Well, they're going to say, Hey, you know, how was the bank that helped you out? Invest with us, come get your mortgage with us. Do your RRSPs with us. Do your RESPs for your future kids with us. So they're very, very open um, to, to lending out that credit. So the best thing that anybody in that situation can do is to go to a bank and say, hey, can I have a student line of credit and see what happens there? Other things the students can do is apply for scholarships. There's tons out there. Apply for bursaries. There's tons out there. Um, you can ask your parents, they can ask their employers if they have scholarships that they give up to students. Like people don't know that Burger King gives a thousand bucks out. If you work for Burger King, you apply for the Burger King scholarship, thousand bucks. A thousand bucks could pay for books, could pay for transportation. If you work at Home Depot, part-time, they pay half your tuition. Who knew that? right so look at those other possible avenues for for access to cash
0: well i had no idea about the home depot thing but wow that's something really interesting and university is obviously really expensive whether it's tuition textbook costs i have some friends in university right now we even have to pay to do their labs so what are some tips you have for saving money when in university
2: okay well the very first thing um and you'll hear this I, I preach about it in, in personal finance, is needs versus wants. Um, so you have to do yourself a cash flow statement, and I know Jose is very familiar with this. I hope he is familiar with this. We talked about it in class. Um, cash flow statement. So you write down the income that you're making, you're bringing in. What are your expenses? So one of the ones that we did in class, and, and one of the students was very kind to to volunteer what his expenses were in class, and he says, "Sir, I have Spotify. I have Netflix." I have my pet insurance, which I didn't realize he had puts pet insurance, um, pet insurance. Oh, what else do you have in there now? Oh, um, take food. Right. Uh, and they put in clothing and s- small, smaller, smaller things. It's okay. Well, how about looking at reducing some of that stuff? Like Spotify, I know it's 10 bucks a month. That's 10 bucks a month. Right. Um, it's, it's music right? So turn on the radio instead. I don't know, like just do the old fashioned way. Like we used to do back in the day, uh, Netflix, you know, I, I, understand, you know, you need to watch your movies and all that kind of stuff. I don't have Netflix and I can afford it. Um, cell phone bills. Look at those plans. Uh, my son is very aware. He's a very techie computer kid. So he's always looking for deals. Um, and he looked up the whole family to public mobile. And we're paying like $24 a month each. And we get, I don't know how many gigs, and I know, what's it? like, it's just amazing the way he set this all up. Um, so look at cutting those um, expenses and look at the needs versus the wants. Like, do you need takeout? You know, like, bag your lunch. Uh, that could be $10, $15 a day. Like, I, I know a student last year they used to have food delivered to the calf every day for Uber Eats. That's $15, $20 a day. So those are the things you can look at cutting back, um, and those university students, um, if they are, say, away in Res or even here, um, that that job is vital. You need to have a job, and especially them because they're going to be off, and you guys will be too next year. May, June, July, August. That's four months. That is a lot of time to be idle, right? So if you're not doing summer school then you should have a part-time job and a part-time job is not only good just for obviously earning income but it's good for budgeting your time right knowing how to balance a social life a work life and a school life okay because when you guys get older you're going to be juggling a whole bunch of different balls in the air right you're going to juggle uh, like the so- different things you're gonna have kids you' gonna have you might get married who knows you might have a pet you might have household expenses you have all these little things so start learning now and a part-time job um, definitely helps you with that
0: okay sir so, so I want to ask as upcoming graduates what are some ways we can start investing and in saving our money so that we can be prepared for the future
2: okay well you know what I talked about Jose in class uh, the other day I hope you remembered uh, about paying yourself first. I asked the question, and I'll be asking the same thing with Anusha and Victoria next semester. Um, always pay yourself first. So when your, uh, your part-time income comes in, or if it's income from chores or whatever it is, set aside a certain amount of money every month to come out of your bank account and to go someplace else. So let's push the side. So whether you're going to put into a savings account to start with, because you three lovely folks can't buy mutual funds yet. You have to be 18 years old. So when you turn 18, then it's into mutual funds. But right now, so take out, if so I asked the class, and I was, I'm not sure if you were there or not, but i asked the class, uh, how many of you guys can afford $25 a month? Raise your hand. And $25 a month forever. So a few hands went up. Then I, I said, how about $50 a month? So a few hands came back down again. Then went to $75 and went to $100. So how much can you put aside every single month where you forget about it and it gets invested, 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 and you leave it and you let it grow? I've been doing that since I was 18 years old. I'm turning 54 and I've never stopped. Okay, every single month money comes out for me, for my wife, and for my kids. And it goes into certain investments. Now, I do mutual funds because I'm, I'm old enough. Um, you guys aren't old enough yet. But when you do get to that age, you put this in mutual funds. And your parents probably do it too if you ask them, right? Um, you have to pay yourself first. That The number one person is you. Right now, it's you. When you have children, then it's going to be your kids, right? Um, but right now, you guys are the number one. So you got to pay yourself first. Don't worry about paying Netflix and Spotify. Like I said to the students in class, um, you guys buy Spotify. Spotify, Netflix, and whatever else you you buy, their stocks are going up. They're becoming billionaires. But why aren't you going up too? Your 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 income, sorry, your expenses are increasing and it's dropping how much money you have left at the end of the month. That makes that makes no sense to me, right? Why are you making them rich? Make yourself rich first. You're the most important person. Right? So hopefully that answers your question, Jose. Mm-hmm. And lastly, what is some advice you have for the class of 2021? Oh, advice for what though? Advice with personal finance or? It can be personal too, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, The number one thing you should always do. um, And I think Jose, you're in in the, were you in class when I did my timeline the other day? Yes, sir. You were. So what did I say, Jose, that you have to do? The number one thing you always do is you invest invest in yourself invest in yourself. Always continuously look at improving yourself education-wise. And I don't mean it has to be a textbook. And Anusha and Victoria, you'll see this example when I do it in in class next semester. Um, It could be you're someone who is uh, good with their hands. Um, But constantly updating yourself and investing yourself because you don't want to... um, look like the person on a resume that just pigeonholed into knowing one thing, learn everything. The reason I moved up in banking so quickly, I was the youngest branch manager that TD had ever had at age 28. they said, we're shocked. We're giving you this position at 28 years of age. i said, why I'm not shocked because I've learned everything. I learned how to start from part-time till I did every position and I wanted to learn. I asked them, send me to a course. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. So I, I, my knowledge just grew, grew, grew and grew and I was hungry and they saw that. So if you invest in yourself first, people watch, they listen. They say, hey, you're the person I'm not going to be letting go if I have to lay off people. You're the one I'm going to be promoting because you're trying to improve yourself, better yourself. And that could mean that you could stay with, with one company for four or five years then switch to another company. So you layer your experiences and your knowledge And you offer a wider range of experiences and skill sets to a future employer. So if that helps, Jose, that's invest in yourself is the number one um, thing that you should constantly do.
0: Okay, thank you, sir. No problem. Uh, That concludes all the questions we have. So thank you so much, Mr. Marcantonio, for speaking with us.
2: Great times. Thank you so much for uh, for interviewing me. I appreciate that.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of 21 Talks. For more information on personal finance, we have a guide you can check out on our website.
1: For important updates and information, please follow us on Instagram at 21.Ontario. And check out our website, 20-1.org.
0: Until next time, goodbye. Have
1: a safe and happy Halloween.